Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for having us again, Jared. How's Wellington? Yeah, shaping up well. Um, weather looks good. Uh, we had a good look at the ground yesterday. Um, a few guys had a, a nice hit out um, to transition back into the red ball. So uh, all things look set for you know a wonderful test series ahead. What's the cliche there? Could you tell which was the pitch when you looked at the green square? <laughs> no doubt there'll be plenty of talk about the wicket as there is in most parts of the world. But um, yeah, it looked uh, nice and green yesterday, but uh, there's a few days out. So we'll see what transpires in the next few days. But um, yeah, we're under no illusion that uh, one of New Zealand's great strengths is to, to play on seeming wickets. And, um, you know, every team likes to set their team up for success at home. So we, we believe that we'll get something that is a little bit sporting early and then potentially flattens out um, in the second innings nicely. There's no mystery about New Zealand, but Australia hasn't played test cricket there in eight years. Is that a bit of an oddity as you prepare? Yeah, slightly different. There, There is some connection um, in this playing group in particular from the last time they were here in 2016. And you know, some of those stories when you land on the shores start to unfold and um, you know the nuances within that test series, um, you gather that information. But how much connection it has uh, to this current playing group, um, and in particular the, the current uh, opposition playing group, um, is yet to be seen. But I think that any time that you're aware of the conditions and you've got uh, some understanding, we've obviously got Dan Vittori, uh, who's well-versed in New Zealand as well in our coaching panel. So all the information will be there and it'll be about going out there and executing. Quick work back before we work forward. Uh, were you satisfied with the T20s? Yeah, really satisfied. I think we um, you know, had a, a couple of good opponents in the West Indies at home and um, New Zealand over here. So it was always going to be a good measuring stick as to, to where we're at. And um, we are able to have different looks at our team as well, um, play some players in uh, different positions and, and rotate the, the bowling group just to make sure that we're building the depth should anything go wrong leading into the tournament. So there was some really impressive performances that will no doubt create some good discussion around what the final 15 is. I think people would probably have a fair understanding of where we're heading with potentially the final 11, but it's all about building a squad and, and obviously the 15 and narrowing that in for the, the World um, Cup come June. Were these games important for Tim David's international cricket footprint? I think more so probably for the external, um, just to see what he can do at international cricket. We're well aware of what he can do and uh, he's always been in our plans and, and clearly played in the last T20 World Cup as well. And I think when you're in those finishing roles, there's there's a lot of failure along the way. Um, and sometimes people will zero in on the failures. But uh, when it does come off and there are successes within that, you, you understand how good and how different he is in that finishing role. But, um, yeah, there, there's times when there will be failure and it's about the other people down in that middle order being able to get the job done and, and wearing that as a collective. So, yeah, we were really impressed that uh, people got to see the power that we see behind the scenes. 
the biggest question I, I think externally is, is there going to be a place for Steve Smith in the 15? What's your current thinking on that front? Yeah, I think I was pretty transparent around that leading in. Um, we've got about sort of 20, maybe 22 players that potentially fit into that 15. And it's really going to be about the balance of what we need in those conditions. And, and that's really the final hurdle. What, what players in the squad do we need? What balance do we need to mitigate against all the conditions? And Steve Smith, no doubt, has a, a skill set different to others within that team and, and an ability to navigate through different situations and circumstances. Um, if the wickets were to get tricky. So I think it's a similar conversation that we had last World Cup, Willie or Woney, um, and, uh, you know, what would the conditions be? And then how we yes, select and navigate through that. So he's firmly in the conversation come the final 15. And the second part, I think, is the second spinner. Is Would you anticipate, given the games in the West Indies, that you would need a second specialist spinner? Or have you got enough pieces within your setup that it'll be Zampa and Friends? Yeah, we've got. We feel as though we've got nice cover, but um, as you said, that that's going to be a conversation that, that will be debated whether we need a second spinner in that in that final fifteen. So it'll be working out what we think we will need, um, and then selecting that, and then you know potentially having people on standby should anything move in the, in the squad that would be over there. So a second spinner, no doubt, will come into the conversation with the surfaces and, and the locations that we're playing, and. Um, you know, we've got Ashton Agar, who's well-versed in the T20 format. Um, in the last sort of six games uh, against the West Indies and against New Zealand, the conditions weren't going to lend itself to two spin and we weren't going to pick teams in spite of conditions. Um, so, yeah, definitely I think Ashton Agar and then there's Tambi Sanger will come into a conversation around what that balance of the 15 will be. Okay, that's the Futures Project. The, the tests are at hand. I, I was curious, is this the is this the completion of the test, some of these two test matches, or did you review what happened at home before you set up for these two games? Oh, you're constantly reviewing. So we had a, a, had a small gap in between the uh, the Red Ball, West Indies, and the White Ball, and, and the conversations, no doubt, uh, were what direction are we taking into New Zealand. So that was um, part of the, the review there. Um, it keeps moving on very quickly so um, it's almost like an ongoing review process yeah. around test cricket and then at the end of the summer no doubt we'll be able to look back and, and then forecast forward because there is a, is a, is a sizable gap leading into next summer against India in terms of test match cricket um, yeah so I think we'll probably get a bit of time to breathe and, and work out our future direction around test cricket because of the, the size of the gap um, between now and India next summer How deep did you delve into the loss at the Gabba? Yeah, we gave it the time that we usually do, whether it be a win, draw or a loss. Um, and it was no doubt something that, um, you know, we, we weren't we weren't at our best um, and we gave West Indies a little opening and, and Shamar just went through, straight through that opening, which what will be talked about for uh, ever in time. I think that, that performance uh, single-handedly basically derailing us in that second innings at the Gabba. So full credit to the West Indies as we've spoken about. But, um, yeah, we, we've got some things that we... No doubt can look at internally to, to make sure that our performances don't drop off over time. You've got the, the new top order, which is finding its way. Do you do you fundamentally need more runs from the engine room? I think any time that you, you're looking at a batting unit, you're always um, asking yourself, can you get more out of um, you know, the engine room or the, or the top order? Um, but you've got to also put some context around that in terms of the surfaces that we have been playing on. They have been difficult. The scores have been coming down. And it hasn't, there haven't been too many traditional Australian summers where the wickets are really flat and the scores are large. Um, the games have been quite quick. And 
Um, the bowling unit are excited by that and no doubt the batting unit has challenges with that and, and the games, because of the nature, are lower scoring and, and both teams are in it for a, a lot longer. Um, so I'm not sure that whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think we've just got to get some context around how the batters and the bowlers are going and no doubt the bowling averages are coming down along with the batting averages. Um, so I think that's really a reflection on the surfaces as opposed to the form lines of the batting unit. So you, you've had two test matches with the new setup. Is do you do you like it, or is it uh, is it still a little bit of a wait and see? No, I really like it. Um, there was a lot of conversations leading into into how we we're going to settle down and and what order we were going to stack the batting unit in. Um, we're really comfortable with where it landed. Um, it, it looked the way that we expected it to look. We saw Steve Smith in the second innings at the Gabba. Um, you know, play a, a brilliant innings really in amongst all the all the chaos that was around him. Um, there was very few errors in that. Um, so look, I think Steve Smith would look good at any place in the order. I'm really honest. And um, Cameron Green, obviously at four, um, you know, a long-term player for us, um, had some success early in his Test career, and we feel as though he can bed down the four position. So Steve Smith at the top and, and Cameron Green at four, we're really comfortable with where all that's landed. Did you get exactly what you wanted with Green staying home for the extra shield round, and then he makes a hundred against the Red Bull? Yeah, it's always nice when those types <laughs> of designs work out, uh, you know, because it can quickly go the other way, but. Uh, he's definitely in the conversation for the T20 World Cup um, in June. Um, yeah, but it was all about his preparation, keeping him Red Bull um, in a Red Bull mindset and not chopping and changing him. It's probably something that we've learned with him that, you know, in particular with the younger players as well, not just Cameron, um, but flipping in and out of formats is one of the great challenges at international level. And we felt if we could keep him in, in test match mode or first class mode, that that would give him the best opportunity to perform come the first test match here at the base. And so, yeah, we're really comfortable with where that landed and he got 100 and it's got some really good time in the middle and arrived in good order. Does he feel comfortable? Does he feel settled? Yeah, I think he's really settled. I think number four is the... If you asked him um, at the start of his test career where he'd like to bat, uh, I think number four would be where the position that he'd put his hand up to, to be. And so he, he's really comfortable with where he's at, his game. Uh, he's got some runs in that shield game down in Tasmania. Got some overs under his belt. So he, he's as well prepared as he can be. And I, I think that's been one of his great challenges um, since becoming an all-three format player. He's bouncing in and out of those formats. So... Um, as I said, I, I think we're comfortable with his preparation. He's comfortable with where he's at. And does that guarantee performance? No, is the answer to that. But does it give you your best chance? Yes. What would Steve Smith be preparing for, Andrew? With So knowing how Neil Wagner bowled to him in Australia, which is a bit of a moment in time uh, when, when Smith's at four, now he's up the top. Is If you were hazard, to hazard a guess, what, what do you reckon New Zealand will do for him? I think he'll be challenged in and around the off stump. There'll be something in the surface, depending on whether we bat first innings of the game or second innings of the game. I think there'll be enough movement. Um, so I think their bowling unit and Southie, O'Rourke and, and Henry will be looking to obviously expose all our players in and around the off stump. Um, yeah, so it'll be a real question whether Wagner does actually play. Um, we saw that he played the last test against South Africa, but Santa played the first. So, um, yeah, depending on what the surface offers, I think it'll be a decision between Wagner and Santa. So, uh, Steve might not get Wagner up first up in the first test match, but I think, yeah, Henry Southey and O'Rourke, they're, they're great exponents with the new ball uh, here in New Zealand, extracting any movement. So, I think that's where most of our batting group will be challenged. And if it were to flatten out, I think then the challenge potentially, like we saw in Australia, will... Um, you know, happen all above the waist and they'll set some funky fields, which most opponents have done over time. Yeah, yeah. Manus Labashain, 
I don't know. Is he tortured by his quest for perfection? His his strive to get back into his the form that he would like to be in. I think it's a good problem anytime a a player is searching for better ways of doing things, and then it's about that fine balance, isn't it, between pushing yourself even further or settling and saying, actually, I'm I'm in a good space here and I can sit still for a period of time here and let this all unfold. So um, I like the attitude he brings to his work. I like the attitude he brings to his game. Um, So, yeah, I think it's just about calming his mind down and understanding that he's a good player. There's plenty of runs there and um, it'll happen for him and you don't want to hang on too tight. And I think um, we've seen Manus come back in with a little bit of time at home, play the Shield game and one-day game and Captain Queensland as well, which has been a conversation he's been having with them for a while and had, had some leadership um, to do there. So I think he's really, really settled in where he's at and he's had a bit of time to just decompress from Test Match cricket and set himself up for the challenge of New Zealand. The bowling unit, uh, two days out, do you have full availability? Yeah, it's looking good. We've got we've got our main session today, so it's always um, hesitant to, to lock anything in until you finish your main session, but... So far, so good that all the players have pulled up well from the T20 series. Scott Boland from what he had back home and Michael Nisa as well. So the five clicks are in good order. So um, assuming that they get through today's session, then we know where that will land in, in Hazelwood, Cummins and Stark. And the durability of that, that would be six tests in a row, which which is pretty remarkable. Oh, it is. It's, it's full credit to, I suppose, the team around them, but also the individuals, the way that they're able to to recover and, and go again. And um, we, we probably have had uh, bigger gaps available to them in terms of removing them from white ball cricket from time to time to make sure that they are ready and available as well. So I think the management along with the individuals themselves has probably come together to, to obviously give the outcomes that we've seen in terms of the durability. So um, may that may that long continue. Jeff. Yes, yes, may it indeed. So the, the basin reserve, the analytics you would have run, just give us, a, I've had a fiddle around with some scores so far, but what, um, what have the pattern of test matches been there that, that has been presented to you so far? Yeah, I think one of the conversations is that it's had some pace and bounce, um, which is always handy for our bowling attack. Anytime there's bounce, we feel as though we're in the game. And look, it'll accelerate early. That's what we're expecting. And then flatten out towards the back end. And I think that's a common theme with most of the surfaces over here. It won't lend itself to much spin, but um, Nathan Lyon relies on bounce as well. So as I said, for the quicks and Nathan Lyon, anytime there's bounce and, and pace in the surface, um, we feel as though we're well positioned to be able to navigate through 20 wickets. But yeah, we were expecting to accelerate somewhat early in the game and then potentially flatten out. Um, and that'll depend on overheads and the weather and the wind and all those types of other things as well. All right. So there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, I'm heading your way, but I just was curious, have you kept an eye on India versus England and an absolutely enthralling series? Yeah, I think everyone in the cricket world and probably outside the cricket world has kept an eye on. And even last night, that was the last thing before turning off the TV, watching yes. um, the final few overs of that. So, um, yeah, what, what an incredible series. And, yeah, the, the surface is over there. And the way the two styles have, uh, have sort of collided once again has, has created for great intrigue. And, yeah, it, it seems now like it's a 3-1 series victory to India, but it, geez, it felt a lot closer than that. Do you admire India's capacity to replenish? There's some names there that you would have known, but the the wider cricket community wouldn't have fully understood the capabilities of who have sort of stepped into roles and and in a tight series held their nerve. Yeah, there's always conversations around who's the, who's the next sort of generational talent that, that will come in for India. And Jaiswal was one that was identified three or four years ago. And 
and what we're seeing at the moment is that all those people that were spreading that word are, are spot on. So yeah, their, their ability to replenish is is amazing. They've got great depth. They've you know they've obviously got a great population to to service. Um, obviously the the depth that comes out of that and. And an Indian team without Virat Kohli for you know, four test matches to perform that way as well, I think is another step forward for them in terms of how they're able to perform without key players. And, um, yeah, it's a scary proposition for, for all in world cricket, but full credit to India. There are great battles ahead. Andrew, great of you to make the time. Thank you, and we'll see you in Wellington tomorrow. See you soon, Jared. Safe travels. Andrew McDonald. So the main training day for Australia is today in Wellington. The first ball, 9 o'clock Thursday morning. We'll have the full call for you on SEN Test Crickets.